This is Miller's Edge on Tide LeBron James prior to last week's trade deadline. Owner Joe Lacob reached out to Lakers owner Jeannie Buss as well as James's agent, but neither was interested. This is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Producing the show today, he's hitting you with a little, a little love hip hop there for all you lovers out there on a Wednesday. I know you're probably driving around the city of Tuscaloosa looking for one of those little pop-up shops that's got flowers and baskets <laughs> to make sure you got a gift for your significant other on your way home. So we're gonna we'll get a little lovers' delight here on Valentine's Day. I hope you hope you're having a great day because we all are thankful for those that are involved in relationships or those that got a wonderful mother, sisters, all that. We need to say happy Valentine's Day to to give them their their flowers here. And uh, I know we all have someone in our lives to do just that. A lot of interesting things to talk about on the program today that uh, Christian and I will delve into just a tad. Uh, throwing some questions out there as I like to do each and every single day. But we'll continue to talk about the, the offensive coordinator higher, I guess, or soon to be higher whenever they release uh, the whole deal with the coaches. Uh, I don't know what's taking so long, but I heard Ryan Fowler say that it's kind of per their custom normally before they really release all those things. But Nick Sheridan, uh, the offensive coordinator now for the Alabama Crimson Tide, I sent out a tweet that was up early this morning. Just kind of, I didn't go on X yesterday, but just kind of get some, some feedback from Alabama fans, what they thought about it, because I know that it would be a mixed bag. I mean, when you got a, a guy like that that you don't know a, a, a whole lot about, I mean, his resume is pretty brief. Um, so you don't know a whole lot about him. And I was just wondering what people were, were, were saying kind of behind the scenes, if you will, as far as the fans are concerned. Uh, I'll mention some of those later on in the program. So we'll continue to talk about that. I got some more thoughts. I've been thinking about it a, a great deal since yesterday during the show. You know, some pros and some cons. I'll give you those uh, during the course of the show on uh, today. Also, here's something that could potentially, despite the Nick Sheridan hire, potential hire, some, something that could just eradicate all of this stuff. If Alabama would do this one thing, 
I think it was just really set the entire fan base on blaze. What is that, you may ask? I'm glad you did. There's a report by my good friend Matt Zenith that Scott Cochran, former Alabama Crimson Tide uh, strength coach, coach, yeah, 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 is now available and is no longer with Georgia. What am I saying? We've talked about him a great deal, probably even at nauseum, right? How they miss him. What he did for this football team from a mental capacity. Just all the fourth quarter that he implemented. All of this stuff that when he left, something left with Scott Cochran. Well, here's the deal. He's available, according to Mazenoth. If you're able to go out and get Scott Cochran and bring him back into any type of capacity, we know it's not going to be the strength coach. You could do some things and make him special teams coach if you want. You can give him the tight ends coach because really here's the deal. The tight ends coach is in any uh, pro sport, college sport, high school. is not the most important position, right? This is the job that they give just somebody they want on staff. You're going to need a tight ends coach, right? Nick is going to be the offensive coordinator slash quarterback's coach. Well, here you go. Here's your tight ends coach. Kalen DeBoer, what about Scott Cochran? I mean, you don't really have to do nothing, but just be there. It's one of the most unimportant coaching positions that there is. Anybody in all of football will tell you that. And you can fill that void with a young guy that you just want to bring on staff. You can fill that Titans coach with just somebody like a Scott Cochran that gives you something else. My suggestion, I would definitely make a run at him. I would take the plane. Mm. I mean, you may not need to take the big jet, take the Cessna down to Athens. <laughs> About forty-five minute ride. Take the little, you know, little crop dust to take it on down and get with him and say, "Hey, come on back home where you belong, my brother. We got a seat for you at the table." Ain't happening. If I'm Alabama, if I want to strike a fire, strike a, a, a spark to to this little blaze and cause a ginormous fire. Go bring in Scott Cochran, and this fan base will erupt, including me. And I ain't been the most positive, as you know. If you want to turn it around, you got an opportunity to do something. Make him say, absolutely, no, I'm done. I don't want to coach no more. I'm finished. Whatever. But make him say, no. Don't let anybody else, like old Miss, who I got a feeling Lane Kiffin already been calling I'm just saying, don't let this escape you. So we're going to get into some of that, Chris. You were there five years with the man. You ain't know the happening. man. I know him. I said, we know all about Scott Cochran. We can go <laughs> really deep with this one. So we're going to talk about this. So we got that to get into. Also, real quickly, an uh, 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 article out of the ESPN, the Full Leather Network, about the top, I don't know, he, he went through like 50, 60 uh, the top teams in the country going into next year, Alabama in the top 10. I think he has five SEC teams, SEC teams in the top 10. We'll get into uh, some of that and a lot more. Real quickly, 205-342-9904. Tie 100.9. Free app for you. Send your questions to Wyatt. He will read those for us on air. If you want to do that, you don't, can't call yet. Work. We understand. We'll get on your phone or on your laptop, whatever you got to do, your computer, and hit us up on Tie 100.9. Absolutely free download right there. We'd love to entertain your thoughts, comments, and or 
questions uh, right there. Let's head down to Tuscaloosa again. You've been hearing me saying why. I didn't know he just got off the air. And um, now he is producing today. And we appreciate him doing that. Wyatt, what's up, Christian? What's up, guys? I hope y'all having a beautiful uh, Wednesday, Valentine's Day, and all of that good stuff. Hopefully, you've gotten, you know, your significant other, your girlfriend, your whatever, your boo, whatever you call her, something from the side of the road. Because I was just coming home. I mean, somebody got a big old U-Haul truck that they've rented, filled it up with baskets of all sorts, tables, and on side of the road. And, man, you would think there's a church service going on while the cars are sort of stopping trying to pick up their gift basket on the way home. So I hope you guys are good. <laughs> yeah, that's called those last-minute shoppers. No, that, uh, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. But, but um, no, nah, man, let's, let's start here. Let's start with Coach Cocker, man, because you know that's my guy. Well, I, I, I love Cock, right? I mean, that's that's literally my guy. I mean, me and him are, are super close. And as much as I would love to see him back here in Tuscaloosa, I just don't even want to get people, you know, excited because I, I, I don't see that happening. I, I genuinely just don't see Why it. Why not? I mean, a number of reasons. Um, let's start here. I mean, I just, I mean, what what position would you have him at? I know he wanted. He Tight ends coach. No, sir. No, I don't. I don't see that happen. I mean, look, he when, when he was here with me, he was uh, the the head strength coach, obviously, but played a lot larger of a role than just a strength coach. But he always loved getting the scout team guys. He, his his on field job when he was here was getting the scout team guys lined up on special teams. Like, he was in charge of the, the special team scout team, pretty much. That, that was his role, and he loved it. And that's kind of what, I guess, uh, urged him or enticed him to leave because he wanted uh, an on-field role. That I think that was kind of always a goal or a dream of his. And then Kirby, uh, I'm pretty sure, gave him that when he left to go to Georgia. I'm sure there was, you know, some other stuff, you know, behind the scenes, and he had some stuff off the field, whatever. But... You know that that was what he wanted. Well, that's well documented. He had a, he had a drinking problem. I, I, well, I don't even think I think that's a little off, but yeah, he had some issues off the field. But that was and part I'm not of gonna, it. Yeah, there, there's some other. So I'm not again. I'm, I'm not here to talk about other people's business. But um, he look, he wanted to have an on on field position role. He got that at Georgia. For whatever reason, you know, he, he still was dealing with some stuff off the field. Didn't really work out with his on field role. Then I think they kind of gave him a back seat kind of put him behind the scenes and that was the last I think uh, I knew of kind of what his role was there at Georgia that being said I, I just I don't see them going out and, and bringing him in you know as a as an on-field coach I don't see that happening maybe some type of assistant some type of I mean cool I trust me I would love to have him here I, I think I know his infectious energy and uh, the way he motivates guys he connects with guys you know he knows the standard he knows what it takes to be successful right I think it would be phenomenal. I'm just saying, personally, I don't see it happening. As, as, as great as I think it, it could be and would be, I just don't know how that would fit. And then I'm just trying to imagine him in this new regime. It, it's just, I, I, don't, I don't think it would think about that. All he knows is that, that standard. And I've been trying to kind of, you know, cautiously explain this, how like from, <laughs> from knowing kind of, you know, how things are going and stuff. It's, it's two totally different systems. So it's not just, not everything just meshes when you take, you know, the old system that was Coach Saban and his his system and everything. I'm not just talking about X's and O's. I'm talking about how things are ran. And you got a whole new guy in charge and a whole new staff. I mean, it's, it's, it's different. So I'm just saying, realistically, like, I just, I don't see how he would really fit coming back with everything. Now, listen, if, if, if we had somebody 
like a, like a Sark or a Lane, somebody who kind of ran things similar. It was a little more kind of like a, a branch off of Coach Saban's tree. I think it would make sense. But since this is kind of like a whole fresh new staff, I mean, I'll be honest, man, again, like other than I know you got Coach Gillespie, but let's be honest, though. Coach Gillespie kind of got here later in Coach Saban's run. I mean, he still is kind of new to the standard. Freddie, I, 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 Freddie yeah. Freddie's part of it. But realistically, like nobody from Coach Saban's original staff, like who, like I'll be honest, I felt we, we were kind of getting away from our standard even in Coach Saban's last few years. And it, and it was really because we had so many new people that it was just a lot different. I mean, the only person I think left last year might have been Jeff Allen. Right? I, why is nine in his head? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, other than that, I mean, all the assistants were gone. I remember I'd go up there and it just, it was a little bit different sometimes. Can y- y'all heard me talk on the radio all the time saying, like, it's hard sometimes for some of these newer coaches to, you know, command and instill that standard into these players when they themselves are still trying to learn it. That makes sense. I know I'm kind of branching off and going a different direction, but all I'm saying is I just, I just don't, I don't personally see that happening. As great as it would be, and I know people have this like imagination of having him back on the sidelines and getting our guys ready to roll. It would be awesome. And I'm not saying it can't. I mean, anything can happen. We got we got holes to fill. I mean, you know, and he knows this. I mean, I think it, it could be awesome. I just personally, I wouldn't even want people to get their hopes up because I, I, I really don't see that happening. Well, well, my, cool. my point is, if somebody, here's what's got to happen. Right now, we got to hit a break real quick, and we'll, we'll continue this conversation because I think it's very interesting. Somebody has to go, and because Kelly and the boy don't know anything about Scott Cochran, right? He right. don't know about, yeah, yeah, no, he don't know about that because, as you alluded to, there's nobody there really to talk about Jamie and Coach Roach, you know, and Gillespie Denzel, wasn't even here with Chad, him, so I mean, he don't really, They know, but, but yeah, they, I'm, they it, know, but, but my point is, they need to go get into the air. Go tell. Kaylin the boy, hey man, Nick Saban, go, you can call Coach Saban. He said he's gonna have a daily question or two. Well, here's a question for you, Coach Saban. Wherever you are on the links at, right? Wherever you tearing it up at. Yeah, hey, this guy Scott Cochran, give me some info. We need a boost. We need somebody that's familiar with the program, still got your roots. I know he has some issues. Maybe there's issues there now. Somebody suggesting that to me on X. I was about to say, how do we, how do we know he didn't, he didn't just take time we off? We don't know, show. but I'm just, but still, I think it's interesting. I mean, I, my point is, it's throwing this out here because if it if it's not an off the field situation, if it's not something personal, why he's gone from Georgia, right? Because listen, all of these coaches talk. All these coaches have the communication lines of what's happening with the program. So, you know, before everybody, all the experts on Twitter and everywhere else get out here, these coaches know what's happening. Right? I can make a phone call right now and probably tell you what's really going on. But the thing is, if it's not that, you will be almost crazy not to at least reach out and try to get Scott Cochran back in Alabama. We'll discuss more. We're sponsored by our good friends here at the Good Feet Store over at Midtown Village. Try before you buy two feet at a time. Douglas and the gang, great folks over there. Take great care of you. Go see them if you're in the Tuscaloosa area. We'll take a quick time out. Come back more of the Middle's Edge right here on the Tide, 100.9-1230. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon. The sky's sunny. The high today, 64. Fair tonight with a low at 39. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 67. Friday, clouds increase during the day. We'll have a chance of rain Friday night. The high at 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. 1221 on the Dow. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Welcome into the Miller's Edge. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, my man Wyatt behind the glass. Talking about Coach Yeah. Don't know the specifics. All we know that Matt Zenith uh, released a report well, saying there, that he is out. There's a, there's as, a statement. There's a statement. Um, I'll, I'll read it real quick. Basically, uh, so I think Georgia put out this, and I just lost it. But what, basically what it was saying was it actually worded it as uh, Scott Cochran and, uh, as well as the analyst. Um, dang, I got to find it. But basically it said they uh, – here, here we go. Here we go. Special teams coordinator Scott Cochran and offensive analyst Daryl Dickey have resigned to pursue other opportunities, the team announced Wednesday. And uh, Kirby basically said, I want to thank Scott and Daryl for their contributions to Georgia football. We wish them all the best moving forward. Um, yeah, so, yeah, and Coach Cochran, I guess, still was technically the special teams coordinator, even though I think he, yeah. was, he was moved to an off-field role, but he was considered the special teams coordinator still. If I read that correctly, well, I think that was his title. He may not have been coordinated the special team, but he was. But he retained he the title. His... But what I, what I read was that when he had his leave of absence, um, they promoted Will Muschamp from analyst to co-defensive coordinator, and then Coach Cochran took a back seat from the on-field stuff. So what I was saying was, I guess he they still consider him special teams coordinator, but from his off-field position. I don't know, but what, what I'm saying is maybe maybe it is more of a situation where they decided to part ways and he does want to pursue something. I just didn't know maybe it was another situation where he actually just wanted to take a step back. If I had to guess, maybe him and Kirby. Maybe he just wanted to get met, right back in full-time coaching. It may, when you say, I mean, maybe, but I mean, like, look, you know, I'm going to tell you this. So him and Kirby are boys. I mean, they're like best friends. Right. Close. You know what I mean? So if, if he's leaving, I feel like they probably had a, you know, a man-to-man one-on-one convo, and basically maybe things weren't working out. Maybe Scott thought there was better opportunities elsewhere. Maybe there are plans to bring him back here. Maybe that's why he stepped aside. I don't know. Like I said, I could be totally wrong. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I wouldn't, if I'm an Alabama fan, I wouldn't get my hopes up too quickly just because I, I think it's a long shot to bring him back, personally. Um, but we'll have to see. But, but so you, you would you would feel comfortable bringing him in as a, I would not do tight ends, coach. Couldn't do it. I mean, the problem I don't is they, just what, hired a, they hired a special teams Okay, fine. Give, make up a freaking title. Here's my <laughs> point. <laughs> Here's my point, dude. It's like Alabama, say what you want to, the last three or four years, something has been missing, right? The last three years. And we've talked about it. Fans have called in and talked to us about it a, a lot. Right. That, that, that toughness that, you know, make people quit. The thing that we have all labeled the Bama standard, right? You know, no toughness in the trenches. We've, we've That's been gone. 
the accountability factor on the sidelines when things are not going right. We, we don't see people get mad. We don't see people throwing helmets. We don't see guys cussing each other out. We don't see that part of what Alabama used to be, where they had leaders and guys that knew the standard and say, was not going to let young guys wear green mouthpieces and all this stuff. They were going to hold you, and you said this a hundred times on the show. You, you will be held to a standard that has been the standard for a long time. Right. Here's what I'm saying. You create a spot because you got a guy, you know, no matter what everybody tries to spend with Kayla Nabor, he's got to earn this trust. People may say in Caleb, I, Kayla and I trust, but the reality is you have to earn that. You still got to go out there and get things done. It's easy here in February on Valentine's Day for us to say he's won in the past. This is his record. Oh, he went to the national championship last year. But we all know that this is a totally different animal. And it just doesn't transition. Cause you won over here that you come to Alabama behind the goat, the greatest ever do it, right? And say, this is going to be the reality here. And that's not so true. It has to be done. There has to be so many things done beforehand. You got to put the right people together. You have to gel together in the locker room. All of these things. So all I'm saying to you is this. If there's no baggage, if there's no off-the-field things, why wouldn't you go out? Why wouldn't you make a call to Nick Saban? That's Nick Saban's guy. You said your words in the press conference that you're going to ask him something every day. You'd learn. Well, here's what you can learn. This guy was vital. 2011, I believe, 2015, 17, and another year where y'all were national I'm champions. I'm pretty sure he was here since Coach Saban was here. Maybe okay. why I can fact check. And we always used to say, we always say, Coach, yeah. Right? We always say, Coach, yeah. And Jeff Allen were the two big cornerstones with this football team, with the staff at Alabama. We all, we've always said this, right? Dick Saban himself has said this, how much that these two men mean to him and this program. So all I'm saying is, why wouldn't you, right? Make him say no. You need somebody that understands because the reality is, Kalen DeBoer doesn't have this. You got a defensive staff that nobody really knows. You got guys on office now that nobody really knows. You just had an office coordinator that people are scratching their heads. Like, who, who is Alabama going to become? The fan in you, the fan in, in everybody will say, the homer in everybody, and all of us, will probably will say, we'll try to take the attitude, well, it's going to be good. It's cool. We, we say these things, and I, can, and I can go get this person to say great things about the coach and that guy. I can do all of those things. That's called supporting an argument or supporting what you want to translate. But the reality is, is that there is a disconnect still that he has to bring people together. Not saying he can't. I'm just saying it would make all the world to reach out and say, hey, are you interested? Right? What kind of role? What are you trying to do? You trying to be on the field coach? You trying to be, you know, what? An analyst? You trying? Let's see what we, because they got room to do that. Nick Saban had like 4,000 analysts, right? I mean, it was, a, it was a, you know, renewal of coaches. It was a factory of rehab, coaching rehab. Yeah, but this is different, I mean, though. If that's not the case no more. I'll be looking. I know, but I'm if just Co saying. If Coach Saban was still here, I would be, I would say, a thousand percent bring him back in, in some type of capacity. But I'll just be honest with you. I just, I don't. With, with it being a whole new regime, I just don't I don't know how that, that fits in. Again, we just hired Jay Nunez. He's a special teams guy. William Inge, 
His special teams guy. I never heard guy. of Jay Nunez. I never heard of him either until we just hired. But what does that mean? That right. They still hired him. So what are you going to do? Just say, all right, never they mind. Gotta Go get back guys. to Oklahoma. Coaches got to always, right? Coaches <laughs> got to always get guys that have the familiarity with where they are. While they are transitioning, while they are learning, I Every understand coach in that. America. But there's other coaches that have familiar. I, I just I, listen. Who? Dude, you, Who's you on had staff? Like, you Who? had like I wouldn't want to be supportive of this. Like this, this is my I guy. Know, but I'm asking, but you're arguing the say, point. So I'm arguing the point because I don't you? think it makes the most sense if we're just why, being why transparent. Why doesn't it make sense? I just explained why it doesn't make sense. I, I mean, like it's. I hate to say this, but like he he just started doing on field coaching. I mean. It didn't go no. great. I'm saying if, if you're being transparent with yourself and you like to be critical of, of people's body of work, his body of work on the field isn't really anything impressive. You'd be bringing him here for what he can provide off the field, okay. which is great. I'm not worried about That's it. That's what why I'm saying. If it's some type of role off the field, sure. But I, I don't – personally, n- knowing how this staff already is being built and they're having to replace guys, I think you need as much firepower as possible with on-field coaches – if, if you can get them, right? That's why I'm saying, I don't know if I would utilize the space here. Now, Georgia, Kirby could get away with that, right? Kirby had a lot of, more, I guess, guys more experienced in this area. You, 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 get, you get what I'm saying? Like, he could afford... The man left your he, program and went to Kirby. Went with Kirby and won two more national championships. 100%. We also beat them multiple times. So, what are you saying? Like, bro, I, I, look, like I said, I, I'm not arguing against Scott Cocker. I love him to death. I mean, I just, I've talked to him multiple times in the past couple of years, I mean, like I, I, I have a great relationship with Cock. Like we're real close. I'm not, like, I'm not knocking him. I'm I don't just understand why I you would say it does not make sense. I just, do you? I mean, you, I'm, maybe, your point maybe, you close, maybe because you just close be, your ears when I speak. I just no, no, because because times because why it doesn't make a, sense. a new coaching staff that that doesn't that don't that that's because that I just to told you his body of work as an on-field coach is not. It's not that impressive. It's not great. He's still learning. Okay. He just got an on-field job, and it, uh, what I'm saying is, well, it let me, didn't okay, really go. Good. Didn't. Let me ask you a question: Is, is Nick Sheridan's uh, resume very impressive? No, and I said that yesterday. And <laughs> is, is, is all them coaches on the defense that they just hire are they very impressive? No, I, res- I'm just and, asking, and, and that's why I just said with the coaches that we have right now, I think you you need to fill those last couple spots with some tenured, experienced guys, the best coaches you can get. You're proving my point. You have no, a lot I'm, of... You see, you're stuck on okay. coaching. And my, you, you missed something key. I said, I said, create a spot. You don't have to be on the field. He obviously wants to be on the field. It just said he left because he wants to pursue more opportunities. He wasn't on the field the past uh, year or two at Georgia. Well, because he said that doesn't mean on the field. There are other things that you can... There's so many things that you can do that coaches you all the time to, I'm gonna keep, I'm going to keep it transparent with you because a lot of people might not understand this. They might not believe me, but I'm just telling you, when you work for a guy like Coach Saban, it's not the easiest then transitioning and working for somebody else when you're so used to how certain things are done. Even a guy like Kirby. Kirby is very similar to Coach Saban. It's going to feel natural. I personally don't know if I see Coach Cochran coming in here and wanting just to work under a whole new staff here at this program that he helped build. That's something else I'm considering. That, like, like I'm gonna give you an example. T. Rob wasn't even really here, like, like Cochran was here, but T. Rob turned down the job here and, and went to Georgia. Why do you think that is? Like, just be transparent. He wanted that familiarity with people he knew. And you're telling me, you, th- you th- like, you, you think Cochran would just come here? It's a whole new regime to a place that he helped build under a certain standard, and they're doing it totally different. Like, that's an adjustment. I just, I, I don't, I just, I didn't you know, say I he would. I said make him say no. I just don't see this I'll really being offer. enticing to him unless you said, hey, some some huge on-field role that would be a promotion, then yeah. But if it's something lateral, 
I personally just don't see him coming here. Again, I'm not arguing against. I love Cox. Like, I, I, you're right. I have been saying I, we've been lacking that heart and soul that that he once brought here. That mentality, right? That edge, right? I mean, I, I know it firsthand. I experienced it. I'm not like I would. I think that's what we we need some more of that. The, somebody like in that role, right? We had guys. Yeah. Denzel and Jack, Chap had to kind of take over that role. Nothing against our new strength staff. They're great, but they're more of a true strength and conditioning staff. Laid Coach back. Cochran was was more. I'm not saying laid back. It's just a different style. Coach Cochran was a lot, lot more to us than you know strength and conditioning. And I hear that dumb argument. Oh, well, injuries went down, but he wasn't here when JMO and uh, Mechie tore their ACL. So I mean, I guess he still did that from you know miles down the road. <laughs> well, that's a, that's an easy that's an easy <laughs> so, blame. I mean, no, I don't want to hear that. People gonna they always ready. You know, even I mean, though even though like, the new strength staff has their, their program isn't upgraded in terms of you know sports specific workouts and getting you prepared. Sports I, science, they're yeah, very yeah, yeah, deep. No, they're, yeah. they're the best of the best. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not knocking them. They're, they're, if you're talking about sports yeah. science and, and you know that that department, hell yeah, they're great. But I, I'm yeah. not gonna let people slander cock like, like he was like, man, look, man, them old school champion, that I old school type of lifting. Cochran. Man, he's Coach Cock does. I ain't worried about that. I'm not immature. I'm 27 years old, man. Look, man, they, they, those old school Olympic lifts won us you know, numerous national championships and had everybody scared to play us. So you can make fun yeah, of all the injuries no and all that stuff I all said you yesterday, want. I don't think they're scared. But he prepared no you to go more. to war. All right, we got to hit that. a break. Why I've been playing the music for like 38 <laughs> minutes. All right, we got to hit a timeout. Love to hear what you think. 205-342-9904. Don't forget a free download tied 100.9. Uh, free for you as well if you got thoughts, comments, what we're saying. Would you bring, there's a question for you, would you bring Cochran back? Would you at least reach out and give him an invitation, or would you say? You call, you'll actually talk to me. 205-800-8000. I've got this. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I've been moving calm, don't start no trouble with me. Trying to keep it peaceful is a struggle for me. Don't pull up at 6 a.m. to cuddle with me. You know how I like it when you loving on me. I don't wanna die for them to miss me. Yes, I see the things that they wish. Oh, yeah, welcome on back me. to Middle's Edge on Tide 100.9 WTBC. Question of the day, and I just put this out on my ex. Would you, if you're Kalen DeBoer, if you're Alabama football, would you be on the phone right now or on your Cessna, which is. A cheap version plane. I know they got a jet. But you don't need a jet to go down the after. Just a little old crop duster. Go over there, find cock, as Christian calls him. And say, hey, man, we got some type of role for you here. You have been nothing but wonderful at Alabama. You're only 44 years old, by the way, guys. He's only 44. It's not like he's some old dude. He still is relatable to the athletes, to recruits. Okay. He's old school, but at the same time, he gets it. And if you ask me, he's one of what teams still need. We have changed so much in football, right? It's just like I cannot stand analytics. I think it's the stupidest thing ever that coaches use analytics. Dumb. Right, this is what we do now with, with football? Well, if you do this and this and this, analytics say do this. I mean, I hate it. Just being honest. I think the game is soft. I think college football is soft. 
And I think a lot of the coaches have become soft. You got to still have some toughness. You still got to have some physicality. And it's not always tough what, how much you can power clean or deadlift or squat a bench. I'm talking about toughness upstairs in your mind. And coaches can help do that. Guys that's with these players most of the time during the offseason, the spring and in the summer. Guys like Scott Cochran. I say Alabama has been missing that. I say Alabama has lacked toughness. This is not the first time I've said it. I've said it many, many times before. They weren't the same team. National analysts said it all the time. They weren't the same team. That's why I asked yesterday, have they lost the luster? Have they lost that when the A shows up, people were afraid? I've seen both sides. I've seen it when people were scared or nervous when Nick Saban and his team showed up. I think that's gone. And I think you need somebody in that locker room, whatever capacity, to help bring that back. The fans were in it. I mean, they had the video, the, 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 the jumbotron going on with Coach Yeah, the sound when he was, when the crowd, and let's just be honest, Alabama crowd hasn't always been in Alabama for a home team. Christian, you said this. Hasn't, haven't been <laughs> that. There he goes, put it on. <laughs> no, you said it. No, no, yeah, said, no, I'll, no, I'll, there haven't no. been that stadium where, and we said many times we wanted to. Now this year, you got to give Alabama fans credit; they stepped their game up because oh, Nick no, Saban they, asked them they to. They answered, they answered the bell this year. 100%, yeah, but coach yeah. had to ask him to do that. But before, let's be honest, I was like, man, for a hundred seat stadium, it wasn't imposing to a away team, right? And, and I remember Alabama used to play clips of, of Coach Yeah in the stadium when they were kind of down and. Alabama struggling a little bit. Here comes Coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth quarter, the four fingers up or, you know, whatever it was. I'm just saying Scott Cochran can give you that. We, uh, and Kalen DeBoer. I'm, I'm, let me just finish my point. Kalen DeBoer right now. <laughs> I will get to the phone lines. Kalen DeBoer hasn't done that to this point. So why wouldn't you a guy that has the familiarity if it, if at all possible that you can do that. 205-342-9904. Let's go to Tommy from Romulus. Tommy, you up first here on a lovely um, chocolate heart-shaped Wednesday. I'm still upset with you. You said more people like Taylor Swift and us losing than do me. I'm real still upset with you about that. You just stabbed <laughs> well, me no, I mean, Taylor, I mean, I, I had to succumb to Taylor Swift, okay? I mean, the, the NFL had the most viewers ever because of Taylor Swift. I mean, that, I all the Swifties. I heard women like, my grandbaby watched NFL for the first time. Oh, my daughter did this. I mean, so I had to give her a little bit of street cred. That's all I'm saying. I know. I know. Um, I would love to see Scott Cochran come back, but I thought... I was going to ask Christian, what do you think? But he already told us the last 20 minutes what he thinks. Thanks. I know. <laughs> no, no, but Tommy, don't no, get me no. wrong. Listen, I, I, I would love to see him back. But listen, you hear me say this. Christian Miller would love to have Co Scott Cochran back here in Tuscaloosa. However, I just don't know how realistic that is. I just don't know if I see that happening. You heard me. Like you said, I went and explained why I don't necessarily think it's going to happen or it might not be the right thing. But again, now, now if there's an off, look, here, here's an idea. Paul Constantine, uh, one of my good friends that works in the weight room over there, he's part of this new staff that came with Coach Bolu. He actually just took a job 
with the Atlanta Falcons. Congrats to him and, and his, his wife, who also was here, uh, had a role, I think, with women's basketball. But obviously, Coach Cogner's not going to take an assistant in the weight room job. <laughs> He's not doing that. But, I mean, I, I just all I'm saying is if we're being transparent, and, and, and my dad's very critical of people's bodies of work, about what they do on the field. I'm just saying I, I wouldn't use an on-field spot for him personally, given that Coach DeBoer probably he just lost two of his top assistants. I feel like I would rather use that space for somebody a little more tenured, a little more experienced that can really help from an X's and O's standpoint. I guess, like I said, I also think you could also fill one of those spots with an ace recruiter. Coach Cog probably would be an ace recruiter. So maybe you could do that. But the problem is you also just hired Jay Nunez, special teams guy, William Inge. Think he's supposed to have some special teams experience. I don't know if we even have a damn clue who the actual special teams coach is going to be because there's still no announcements. But I just personally, I don't know. I, I, that's, that's just just my thoughts, Tommy. But what are yours? I mean, how do you feel well, about yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I agree. We, I mean, you, you, you threw another perspective out there. That one, I mean, I would love to send him back because I tell me if I'm wrong. Somebody say he only have he has some announcement championship ring. I think he got eight because he had five at Alabama. Two at Georgia being straight back. And wasn't he on saving staff as a He was he, he was at, he was at L S U from two thousand one to two thousand four. Then he was with the Hornets from two thousand four, two thousand six. But yeah, he was here for Coach Saban's first year in two thousand seven, then he left here nineteen and he's been at Georgia. So uh I'm on he's got on, eight rings because he was on that L S U team. He has four four BCS national championship rings and four college football playoff cha- national championship rings. So yes, you'd be correct. He's got yeah. eight. All right, well, out of my time, I'm just thinking about all right, here's my fear. All right, the two things. If he really I know he wants to move up. He you know, he wants to go up the coaching line. Everybody. If you're a defensive line coach or offensive line coach, your dream one day is to be the offensive line, I mean, offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, then move up to head coach. And uh, I'm going to tell you, like I said on Kerry's show, when Scott Cochran was on the field, you didn't need a pair of binoculars or the Hubble telescope to find him. He was jumping around, slapping people on his shoulder, motivating them, and per- pulling Kirby by his belt loop back on the sideline. I mean, you knew what Scott Cochran was. You could find him. Because he was moving around like a madman. Right. I'm saying that in a good sense. Because he had him motivated. He had him fired up. But I hate to see him go to Lane Tiffany and Jay say, and this is the scary <laughs> part. And nobody that's where he's going if they don't. That's where he's going. No, I'm scared. He might go back to LSU. They got Bo Davis back there, and people said they run through the wall. You have him getting that team fired up and having Bo Davis? Oh, my heavens. <laughs> that's like a two-headed Whoa, dragon. I didn't even think about that one. Whoa. Yeah, that's a two-headed dragon coming in your back door. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I, I don't I, look, as, as influential as he was here, I mean, I'm not really worried about if he goes Ole Miss or LSU. Like, that means they're going to be over the top better than people. Again, I, I love the guy. But I will say, and I've said this before, it, it was a big blow when he left in terms of kind of that that X factor, right? It providing that 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 edge, that mentality. Again, I experienced it firsthand. Like, I was with this guy five years. I get that. But I'd also argue that it wasn't solely him that was responsible for us kind of losing that factor. I'm telling you, we also were losing some of the key original assistants that knew the, the standard, right? Coach yeah. Burns, Bobby Williams, right? Those kind of coaches. Sal Sinceri, when he originally left, like, 
we were slowly losing some of those original pizzas. So once we got so far removed from the original people that knew like what the standard was, because again, I don't care how many times people say, oh, what's the standard? You give a definition like that's explaining it. But until you actually live it and experience it, you don't truly know. And so when you get to a point where all the, the assistants on staff are new guys who they themselves don't really understand the standard uh, quite to what it is, that also is a problem. So, again, I, not taking anything from Coach Cog. I love him to death. I think he would be phenomenal if he did come back. Just don't necessarily see it happen. I'm just not not ready to sit there and say, oh, well, he might go to Lane Kiffin. Oh, we can't let that happen. Like, guys, let's just call a spade a spade. Like, if he goes old Miss, like – it's not going to change things. Well, him right. and him and like that whole circle, and I'm just telling you from. I know I they're know tight. First, firsthand because I hung out with them all the time when I was there. Right? Me too. I, I know and, they're and tight. And they were, they were. Like, we know what the click is there. We understand that we've been in. I'm just saying. I promise you, Lane Kippen gets it, and I'll I'll be shocked if he didn't reach out in some kind of capacity, because he knows what a guy like Scott Cochran can bring. To a football team now, I don't know if he's lost that. I don't know if if, if he wants to try now to become and I, you know if he experiment being a, 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 a on field coach. I'm I'm not buying that. I'm not sold on that. But I'm just saying, I understand how coaches and, and organizations can create a role or a space. I don't care That's what, what title you give him. That's what Kirby did. Right, you just give him something to get him there because you know how he interacts and how he relates. To athletes. And Tommy, here's the thing, bro. It's your call. But it's like, you just said something. You know I'm big on resume. You know, I'm yeah. check your resume at the door guy. That's me. I'm not a hypothetical. I'm not a, you know, well, this guy said and that guy said. And he's, you know, up and calmer. And we throw that around very loosely. But when you come to the door and you say, hey, I've worked for the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And I... I, I took care of his kids in the all season in the summer. I created a fourth, uh, you know, fourth quarter program. Then I left the program. I went to help my great friend Kirby Smart, who was also with me, with the goat, and we did it again at the University of Georgia. We did it at LSU, right? I don't care. That that says a whole lot. I ain't got to. You're not telling me about elite staffs when you get that guy. I, I don't. You don't have to sell me like you're the insurance guy. You can't. You don't have to sell me on that policy. I already know because his resume is checked at the door. That's all I'm saying. He meant that much to the University of Alabama. Why wouldn't you go seek at least some kind of capacity if there's no other issues, if there's no other you know, off the field or whatever? He's good, he's good with his problems. But if that's clean, Alabama, in my mind, would be crazy to not try to at least get him to Tuscaloosa. What say you, Tommy? Oh, I do. See him on Valentine. See him in chocolate. I don't care if you've seen him roses. I mean, <laughs> I mean, at least talk to him. I mean, because like I said, Christians <laughs> have made the point out. <laughs> I know I'm silly. Well, Christian made a point about all the other keys. All right, Bobby, all right, Burton have retired. Joe Pitt, I mean, Penry have retired. And uh, Sal, I think, have retired. And all these searches. Well, I don't want Brian Kelly to get half the band back together because half the band is pretty doggone good. You know what I'm saying? You got Bo Davis on the line. You got Scott Cockham. I want to go back over there go home without where he went to school and all this. I'm like, because they already have labeled Brian Kelly that he's going to win a national championship in five years at LSU and he got three more years. He got mm. to deliver. 
You see what I'm saying? That one, I, mean, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean. I'm on your he, side, Tommy. Well, if he wants a break from football, I respect that. He won't spend more time a year with a, the kidney than the wife. That's great. I mean, I wish him nothing but success. And I'm, you know, I was glad he kicked his habit or his demons. I mean, everybody have a few of them in their life. So, I mean, so, I mean, because he had made a difference over there in Georgia when Kirby went over there. I mean, we just shouldn't talk about gambling on the radio, but I'm like, I got five months say Scott Cox going to be the first person Kirby hires. Mm. He might not have been the first person, but he's the second. I mean, the man got a heck of a resume. He got eight rings, and he's been <laughs> to the national championship, and they lost three times in a short 17 or 20 year period. The man been there about 11 or 12 times. You, nobody else can say that. No, for sure. I mean, like I said, look, hell, if we had a, a head strength coach position open and bring him back and then pair him with some of these new guys with the, all the science and stuff. I just, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Maybe I'm right. Right, Well, bring him back. That's what I would do. I'm, I'm going to text. Uh, I'm going to tag Kalen DeBoer. Well, I don't. Call, am I sounding coach? like I'm too yeah. hypothetical, y'all, or something? I mean, I'm just, you know. No, no, you, you no, bring him real. Like I said, I mean, you could, you, could, you could bring him in an on-field role. I'm not saying it's the worst thing. I, again, I I know what he brings to to a program. I, I know his influence in that X factor. I just don't know for this situation if it's quite the right time. Now, again, That's why if I Coach say just Saban create. was here, man, hell yeah. I'm saying bring him back all day. We could, we could line that up. It's just with what's going on here right now, I just don't know how it would really look. I, I don't think it would look like what people think, and I don't know how happy he would be again. Because it's, it's, it's totally different, man. He was here from from the get-go, right? And now it's well, totally different. I'm saying that as a player. Like, it's still taking me some adjusting, kind of seeing kind of what's new in the program, new signs and all types. It's, it's a lot different. So I can only imagine him who helped build it. He was here from day one. You yeah. know what I mean? So well, we'll see. I know one thing that helped. Quick question. I want to throw this out, just, you know, give y'all something to ponder. Do we really want him to go Ole Miss to make Pate go to look good? <laughs> oh well, that that could be a possibility. I'm gonna have to do some more love research yeah, well, to yeah, make some more well. information out in hour number two. But Tommy, thank you so much, brother. All right, man. Y'all have a great day. Talk to y'all later. Yes, there sir. he goes, Tommy Ferramos, KJ, and others. I think some more folks are holding. This is another. I think we got a quick break before the top down. Let's do that. Do business. We'll come back right here in the middle of on Tide 100.9. inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey everybody, it's Gary Harris coming up Thursday morning on the Gary Harris Show beginning at 9 a.m. Alabama baseball coach Rob Vaughn previews the season which begins on Friday at Sol Thomas Stadium. He'll be on at 9.30. Plus my pal Jeff Spiegel from ABC 3340 will join us at 10.30. That's the Gary Harris Show Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Download BetU for iOS on the App Store today. Learn more about BetU by visiting their website, betu.us. That's bet, the letter U, dot U-S. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon. The sky's sunny. The high today, 64. Fair tonight with a low at 39. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 67. Friday, clouds increase during the day. We'll have a chance at rain Friday night. The high at 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. You probably think that you are better now, better now. You only say that because I'm not around, not around. You know I never meant to let you down, let you down. And welcome back into this Wednesday, Valentine's Day edition of the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC. We're going to have to go to another quick break here in a second. But before we do that, i got to remind you about our partners over at Alumni Hall in Midtown Village. Hey, guys, baseball season's coming up. They've got the Nike replica pinstripe baseball jerseys there. they got all the hats getting you ready for baseball season, basketball season still going on. Go get all your Crimson Tide apparel right there at Alumni Hall in Midtown Village. They've got the latest and greatest Alabama officially licensed gear right there at Alumni Hall in Midtown Village. Again, that's Alumni Hall. If you're out of town, no worries. You can always shop online at alumnihall.com or the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. Going to take another quick timeout real quick. We'll be right back in the head, right back out to the phone lines. KJ, you're coming up next on the Miller's Edge, Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Be back. Show with Hunter Johnson. It's the Tide Basketball Post Game Show, brought to you by Pritchett Moore Insurance, Tuscaloosa's best choice for business and personal insurance for 90 years. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Nick Cope. News in the NFL. The Chiefs announced a contract extension for defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo. His current deal is set to expire with the conclusion of this season, but one of the best DCs in the league is not going anywhere. Travis Kelsey admitted on his podcast that he crossed the line with his actions toward Coach Andy Reid during the Super Bowl. ESPN reports the commanders are hiring 49ers assistant and former Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn as their run game coordinator. College basketball reports say Ohio State is firing Coach Chris Holtman after seven seasons. He reached the NCAA tournament four times, but never the Sweet 16. Holtman is due a buyout of $15.5 million. Finally, ESPN reports the Warriors reached out to the Lakers about a potential trade for LeBron James, but L.A. and James's agent were not interested. Also in that report, 76ers president Daryl Morey inquired about LeBron as well. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Tide, 100.9, 12.30. AM WTBC, good Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday, in case you're just not joining us here for hour number two of the Middle's Edge. Welcome. Hope you're doing great as men or women. Don't matter if you uh, have a husband, wife at home. Hopefully uh, that you got uh, your little gift bag. Me and my wife don't really do a lot of the exchanging gifts. Um, no Christmas. We don't do Christmas. We don't do... We just don't do that. We've, we're old and, you know... You know you love each other, and it's kind of just whatever. But uh, I did go. <laughs> I mean, I damn, go, you don't even take her to dinner or anything. I mean, I, I, I mean I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't. I'm not the biggest celebratory person in the world either. I mean, I'm getting ready to say, have you talking? No. I, well, no, no. Hold on. Now, I just, don't take shots. I'm just hold on. I'm not married, dude. <laughs> You're married. Don't matter. That's different. No, hold it. Married means that, that that's matter. even the more reason to no, not do that. Nah, nah. <laughs> I, I heard a saying. You you got to keep dating them even when you're married. 
So that, that's very true. That's good counseling information, and uh, that's very true. But what I'm saying, we both agreed to not do presents. We got everything we want. I def we definitely go to dinner and things like that. But um, I'm saying like, dang, like. But today I did send flowers for like I did okay, something okay, different I, okay, than I, I normally you. wouldn't do if you would let me finish. I was going to. You said we don't do anything. We know we love. <laughs> I'm setting my point in, up. I'm setting my like, point up, bro. Hey, it's like just this. another day shoot. I just got up, didn't we, say anything. Like, you know, told him right, good morning. We, <laughs> we just said, hey, we don't buy gifts anymore. We got what we want. There ain't nothing really I can get you. Now, she did me a lot of creative things that I like, like a, the history of. Uh, uh, my career, all the, all she went back into this really expensive book of articles and things like that throughout my NFL, NFL career. That was pretty cool. I liked that a whole lot. That was a while um, ago, right? That was a, I, uh, about three, four years ago. Yeah, that's what I think I remember that. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. What about stuff like that? Like, no, I mean, like, you got to get no expensive stuff, but I'm saying, like, no, that was like something that I love. I, I told her that was one of my favorite gifts that's because a gift. your mom did something, your mom, Lisa, did it for herself. Like, you know, she was creative. So she went back and solicited pictures and articles and all kinds of stuff years ago and did something like that. But they, they're different. But, like, this thing she got me is expensive. I mean, um, but it's pretty cool when people come to the house, you know, they can look and see people. Because everybody, you know, like such younger people, and they never really had a chance to see me play in the, the decade of the 90s, right? So they don't know. Well, you um, didn't keep nothing. <laughs> I wasn't a big keeper of nothing. Nah, I was about I, to I just, say, you didn't really collect yeah. nothing. I mean, I'm the opposite. I keep everything. Yeah, I didn't. Um, now, though, I try to go back and find stuff. Um, I think I, I appreciate it more. Like when I was younger, I didn't care. Right. That's why I know how these young kids are because I was like that too. I mean, you're just living for the, the bag, right? You're getting the bag, you're doing your thing, you're shopping, you're riding nice cars, you're going to the club, you're popping bottles, you you know, you, you're chasing women. You know, I get all of that because none of this stuff matters. That's, but I think as athletes, you get to a place to where, you know, like you said, some guy asked you about years ago and you was like, I'll be honest with you, I don't really, I can't tell you certain things because we don't normally look at stuff like that. We just, I can tell you every bad play I made, but I can't tell you every great play I made, which is, I'll concern myself more with the bad play. I'm just saying, that being said, with me and my wife, we just don't do the exchange of the gifts, but today, I said, you know what, because, you know, since my stroke and since your mom went to be with Jesus and all that, she's been very, very helpful through all this stuff. So last Five months, six months, been been hard for everybody. So, and so I was like, you know what? She deserved that. So she's at a job where she is the uh, buyer's agent of a real estate company, and and uh, I had some nice little flowers Bruh. and, and a small cake sent over there. Bro, you should have sent flowers regardless of how help. Hey, bro, that's like the easiest thing. Like, bro, flowers, bro. But flowers not, get people get not, tired of flowers. They don't. Here's what I know. I buy my Bro, I bought her flowers. Right now. I come in the door in the kitchen and I see the flowers dumped in the drain after about a week or so because they wilted and then there's a vase. And I done paid $75 Have you for ever the flowers of it's to the die. Thought, it's, all, it's about the thought that matters, bro. I'm not going to lie. You, you, need to see, you need to talk to somebody, brother. You are you, you all messed up. Goodness. Each time I saw because she was helpful, she, I got... That is wild. I mean, that's almost like and I'm not. And I'm not saying I'm not, saying, I'm not a huge gift person, but I'm saying like 
So I feel like flowers are like, it's just a bare minimum easy thing. Like, so let's I'm ask taking, where we go get I'm back in the show. I'm taking my marriage advice from why. Christian. Yeah, yeah. Why? If, why? That's why, what I'm going to ask you. What? What? What do you? What do you think, sir? I, I mean, I got I got my wife some chocolate and and uh, some and some flowers and a card for tonight. But we did our dinner and stuff earlier in the week. Didn't want to get out when everybody else was going to be. Up. Yeah, no, that's smart. Yeah, yeah so that I'm makes like, sense. I'm not, I'm not knocking because again, I'm not the biggest gift person. I, I am very fortunate. I don't ask for gifts or anything like that. But one thing I've learned, and I know I'm a lot younger than you, but I'm telling you this for a fact. I've learned it don't matter if it's even just a cheap card. You got to do something to show that you at least are considerate and you care. All right, I'm just I'm a, I'm a, if you're not gonna do it, I'm gonna give the advice to the guys out there. Right, you got to show you care, whether it's a two dollar gift or a two hundred dollar gift. Some girls are gonna care more about the value of it, but the good ones aren't. They're gonna care about the thought. So I know he's married and comfortable, and oh, she's been helpful. So nah, I nah, sent nah, nah, some nah, flowers, nah. which is wild, but. You know what? I respect you. Look, that, that just goes to show people, you know, talk. you, you pride yourself on being honest and transparent. Well, hell, you, you're doing that yeah. with, with your, I'm, your I'm, marriage I'm, life I'm right now. I'm honest and transparent yeah. everything. Yeah, I, I don't we'll, have nothing. I respect that. Let's, uh, let's get the phone lines real quick. Let's see how KJ's Valentine's Day is going. I don't want to no, put him on the spot. He, he probably don't send I don't the whole flower mess shop Rock to her. We might mess his Rock. He probably Whoa. got like five <laughs> You you probably got like six girls you gotta send flowers to. Why? Nah, I said, I said, and you right on. I sent all three of mine flowers though. Chris right about that. Right, so you gotta at least do a little song. You know what I'm saying? You gotta do something. Yeah, I sent all three of them flowers. Wait a minute, KJ wasn't like was it like girl? Was it like the girlfriend, mama, and sister, or was it like three side pieces? Oh no, 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 no. Three pieces. So I'm not saying well, I don't know your family like that. I'm not married. <laughs> right. The point guard, shooting guard, small forward. He had a, exactly. he had a little roster. Come on, man. Yeah, I, should, I need another two. That's right. <laughs> oh, no, no. Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord, we have just mercy. having fun. All but right. Look, today, let, us, today, let me know what's on your mind, man. Corey, I agree with you today, man. Uh, what's up with your son? I got to disagree with you. <laughs> I don't know no, what's wrong with I, him. I, I knew people would. Like I said, I, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to just say, like, again, I, I want him back, but I just don't. It was, it was, I'll be honest. It's more so this. I just don't see it happening. Right? I'm not going to argue but with you. Didn't, okay, wait, wait, wait. We got to check your record, though. You didn't see Saban return. That was the one thing. You, that, so, wait. This maybe true. means it may happen. This hey, hold on, wait. To be fair, happen. none of the coaches did either. I was talking with the, the freaking people on the staff before they went into we the meeting. They had no clue. So, it wasn't just me. about what you said, though, not them. You said Saban probably not retiring. And then you said that you thought Grubb was coming back, too. So, that's two. You over two right now. Yep. You need to go sure over three. And 100%. I, look, I, I hope I am over for three. I'd be great to have him back. I, I, lo- I want some more familiarity around here. Right now, I feel a little naked. But look, here's the thing, though. I'm not no journalist. I don't sit there and, and text people I know. I can, I'm not these people that run up people's tails and trying to figure out everything. I, I could care less, right? Not I got my own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love Alabama yeah. through and through. But, man, <laughs> I, mean, I ain't about to sit here and be, oh, what's the, what's the deal? I don't care. If it happens, it happens. Cool, but if not, ain't my life's gonna keep on moving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, no, like, but you're right. I, I was wrong. I'll take the L. I'll take the first, L on those. When you first, when we talked about it, like him coming back, right? I mean, with DeBoer, we were just talking about him getting familiar pieces, right? You don't want to like dismantle the whole standard right then and there. You got to adapt your new ways with the old ways. And I think who, who not a better person to come to? 
No, and, and I you're, I agree with you. I did say that, but here's the problem, KJ. That that plan kind of got ripped up when they kind of basically cleaned house. I mean, I, look, I get you kept Coach Gillespie, but he's a newer piece to this staff. I still love that the, 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 we retained him. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying if, if you're talking about what you're talking about and keeping that standard, let's just well, be no. honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a okay, little bit we gotta different. Be, let's be even more honest. You're talking about on-the-field coaches. Our on-the-field coaches change every year regardless. And why the do you think the standard kind of started slipping? I just the t- I is what the support staff is what is the glue is. So we kept a lot of important staff, like support staff members. So you mean why right not now? Add, I mean, yeah, we kept Ashley, we kept Nivelle, we kept Josh, we kept Haha, we kept Jamie. Yeah, yeah, we kept no, we, we, kept, we kept. Well, we had no choice. Yeah, we had to keep those people for sure. But that was more. So, I mean, they know how this program runs, and and they they were doing all the recruiting. So like. I'll be honest. Like that, that makes perfect sense. Look, I, I think it would it would be awesome. But just hear me out, though. I just don't think he like. I'm telling you right now, from what I know, things are, are ran a lot different right now, bro. Like it's it's not even, it's not even remotely close. I'm just saying I don't see him personally coming back and working under this new staff after he all he knows is Alabama and Coach Saban and it being done but a certain way. You gotta way. adapt it. Don't Saban say adapt or die. You gotta adapt or die. Like, do you think honestly? Let's yeah. be honest. We just talked about the like the standard using his, losing his luster or whatever. If you would have came back now under Nick Saban, he would have been like, well, wait, we didn't used to do this like this. He, he the old man is getting a little bit of thought. He would have corrected. Like, and and I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. That's what we were missing. I, it, look, I'm going to call a spade a spade. That's what we were missing. We didn't have enough people correcting stuff. And Coach Saban was right. getting to an age where Coach Saban oversees everything, but he doesn't. He can't see every single thing, especially as he's getting older. So there's a lot of people doing stuff around there that wasn't what we did. And, but he but he was getting older. You see what I'm saying? Somebody like Cochran would have checked all that. That's why I think it would have made more sense then. Now, I mean, it's just like it's Coach DeBoer's team and it's, it's his program. Yeah, but who's right going to who's going to check it now? Those things still are going it's to be going on. It's too late to check it. Like, uh, these, like this is a whole new staff. They're going to do things it's the way they do. I know, but you got to blend. You you have to. KJ's right. You got to blend. You got to be able to take the whole. If you're going to blend, the best way to blend was to hire a defensive coordinator from Coach Saban's tree and have that side of the ball, like our standard on defense, because obviously that's what Coach DeBoer needs. He needs somebody to run his defense. He's an offensive guy. That would have been the glue, and that's so why I said that retaining. T-Rob was a, that's T-Rob why was I said a retaining T. Rob would have been the move because you got this upgraded coaching staff on offense, then you've got the defensive staff with T. Rob. I know people. Oh well, he was calling plays last year. And we still look, man. It's about the tree. He would have had everybody. His his system is like Coach Saban's system. He comes from that tree. He would have been able to bring people in from that tree. That to me would have been the best scenario. You have. Our, our Alabama standard on defense, upgraded offense, because we know that was fluid even when Coach Saban was here. We changed coordinators. I know that was quote-unquote Coach Saban's system, but our, we watched our offense grow and adapt. Our defense was different. Our defense still pretty much remained the same. Now, when Pete got here, some things shifted a little bit. There were some nuances because he, he wasn't from Coach Saban's tree. He had some new philosophies. With that being said, once that kind of went out the window and they hired Kane Womack, who I'm telling you right now, I know this for a fact, this system is a complete 180. It's not even remotely close to what we ran. It's just different now. And I, I, I Cochran would be great. I just don't think but it would I, have I think the. You're talking about X's and O's. I'm just talking about mindset. The things of what you do on the day to day basis. People blowing horns to wake you up. <laughs> um, you know, weight room things of that nature, man. Like that's what I'm talking about. And For I sure. think that's a great. That's well, that's that what I'm talking day. about. See, he keeps caught up on, on the field. I'm not talking about that. But look, I'm talking you, about that. Go you ahead. Know, now, listen, I'm talking about the mindset, as KJ said. 
I said create whatever role you want to call it. It don't matter to me. I'm saying that he is so instrumental into the history of Alabama under Nick Saban's era, the last 17 years. He is so instrumental when it comes to recruiting. He's instrumental when it comes to development. The the man, the young man, you can tell me about his problems and all that. Nobody, everybody has those, right? But the man has been a part of some successful programs. Eight national championships have dealt with all these All-Americans, Heisman winners, you name it. And I'm talking about that. You can't. You can't just. We do got to make that. sure he's available though, too, Corey, because we don't know mentally if he. No, really no, is but I said, but, but I'm I, saying, I but that. I said the first question yeah. would be, you know, go after call Coach Saban, then go after, make him say no. Now, if he's not available, then hey, at least you can say I did my due diligence, right? I've done yeah. my thing. I, we tried. If a man say no, and no, you can't make him. But but if but at least you can say we understand how important he could be to our program. And if he going to Ole Miss or goes to LSU or wherever, then that's on him. But at least you can say, hey, man. I don't think LSU uh, Ole Miss has any special teams available. Right yeah, now. And, and it would honestly have to be like an off-the-field record for us, too, because we already got a special team analyst with Jay Nunez. That's what I said. I think he, it would have to be off-the-field. So if you're okay with being off-the-field, why not bring him back? That's what I just said. See, but that's what I said. It might have got lost, and I was saying a whole bunch of crap. But that's what I said. If we're bringing him in like an off-field type oh. thing, I think that would make sense. But honestly, I don't think you should sacrifice an on-field position role for him because, again, he's newer to on-field coaching. He doesn't have the best track record. And if we're going to hold these other coaches that Coach DeBoer brought in to their to the standard of what their body of work of their coaching careers, you got to do the same with him. He's not the most impressive coach. Yeah, I get that. Last point, though, before I get off. Um, this is from the Tuscaloosa News, so y'all know I got to give y'all a little fact. Um, right. And y'all was wondering why, and I mean, I know Miss Amy, everybody loves Miss Amy, but oh, this, is probably why she got, <laughs> this is probably why she got let go. Tuscaloosa News just reported that, the like, the for the football, this is just football, Corey, listen, for the financial year of 2022, they only spent $503,000. In 2003, Corey, they upped that to $3.26 million just in food expenses alone. Yeah. Amy was cooking like she was Griselda. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look, man, big dudes got to eat, man. Look, and then, uh, look, I, I saw the report, and, and I, if, if I'm being transparent with you, I, I heard that before that report, that, that the numbers were getting up there. But yeah, I would have had to let go Amy, too. Amy man, got to go. Man, <laughs> no, I mean, you can have a meeting, a little meeting, and say, hey, we're cutting the budget. Look, you, go look at how much Georgia spent on recruiting compared to everybody else. When you have success and, and resources start piling up, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, man. Look, I mean, if we if we got all this money that people keep saying, at least my dad said, oh, Alabama's got all this money, or whoever's saying we got all this money, man, we can afford to to, to, to feed these people. And that was one of the biggest draws. All was- these recruits, they see that... that uh, the cafe and all that food, man. Uh, nah, I'm not. They was funneling that nil money. It ain't no way. Like, no. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. I'm like, hold on now, because I know when I was there, there was a whole bunch of food. So you tell me, right. from 2022 to 2023, we spent four and a half more million dollars or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't no know, way. KJ. Something's a little off. They but funneling that. Yeah, <laughs> that might be a little. They might be laundering a little. So, uh, let me stop playing around. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Y'all see that? You about ready to start something? You should no, never say that, bro. It's being funny. Because I was getting ready to say we, we got to go to break, KJ. Listen, Miss Amy is straight. 
She ain't still no money, because that's based kind of what he... Whoa, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. He didn't say... No, he was no, saying... Maybe, I know y'all thinking. Were, I know, no, y'all, I know your mind is just a ratchet no, mind. No, no, he was being funny, yeah. saying they might have been labeling funds as, you know, nutrition that might have been actually a little more... Yeah, they it's something else that started with the N, but it wasn't nutrition. Yeah. It was name and like he was being I'm funny. Just, I'm not I'm just making kidding. any accusations. As <laughs> Stephen F. Smith said, we miss those chicken parmesan. <laughs> All right, KJ. <laughs> hey, man, I hope your 12 women, your concubines and everything else will be happy on this day. Just like the Bible, man. Let's go. No, 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 no. Don't you go pr- try to be putting that no, to no Bible. You should, boy, you better repent right now when you get off the phone. Old Testament. Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We'll be back in a moment. Repent. Repent. Money back guarantee. Text support to 511-511. Morning kick. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tax fees may apply. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon. The sky's sunny. The high today, 64. Fair tonight with a low at 39. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 67. Friday, clouds increase during the day. We'll have a chance of rain Friday night. The high at 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. That's the number on the clock here on a Wednesday. Valentine's Day edition of the Miller's Edge. If you're listening, don't listen to KJ. Bad advice using the Bible and the Old Testament about he got three pieces, three women he's sending flowers to. First of all, <laughs> first of all, that's very expensive. I mean, that's that's really expensive. But which one you gonna go eat with? I guess you got to put them in order. I don't know, from least to most important. Mm. We're talking about Scott Cochran. If you read or been on uh, the in- internet uh, and saw where Matt Zenith uh, was reporting that he is out uh, at Georgia as coach, special teams coach. Uh, he and another person drawing a blanket. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, question of the day: I asked, would you bring him back? You know, would you Alabama? Would you at least make an attempt? to reach out to Scott Cochran when we talk about the standard, when we talk about a guy that's basically started the standard along with Nick Saban, would that be of interest if you're Kalen board a new football coach at Alabama? So we'd love to hear from you, 205-342-9904. Don't forget uh, that app, Tide 100.9. You can leave your thoughts, comments, questions right there. Uh, another thing, too, I want to talk about for the remainder of the show, I mean, wherever you want to go, but I don't throw this out there. And I meant to say more about this um, on Monday about Travis Kelsey, who you know how I feel about Taylor Swift and all that good stuff. But what he did on the sidelines to Andy Reid made my blood boil. And I say this because I thought it was very disrespectful. I understand the heat of the game. I understand the pride and the passion that comes along with it, especially a game like the Super Bowl. I get it. I've heard... I've been in arguments. I've cussed a coach out. Coach cussed me out in the NFL. That's what it is, right? You grown men, that's what it is. There's a mutual respect, uh, but there's a line that you can cross. There is a line that you can go over. Like I've heard Phil Sims and Parcells or Phil Sims and, 
you know, Ray Hamlet to Lawrence Taylor and Rod Russell, the defensive coordinator, you know, to say a, a lot of different things. That's not very nice. But you, you move on, you keep playing football. We all did this. That's not a problem. You know, fights on the sideline with other players, pushing and shoving, not a problem. That happens. You chalk it up, take the charge, and you move on. But what Travis Kelsey did to Andy Reid in his face and pushed him when he wasn't really looking, really when he was off balance, almost knocking him to the ground, crossed the line, disrespectful. And for me, the amount of people that chalked it up as nothing. I mean, these are guys that play in the league. They get it. They're going to tell you the same things that I'm telling you, right? But we got it. Here's, 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 here's the thing that bothers me. It's like... It's cool for one guy, but it's not cool for the next guy or the other guy. Right? Had that been OBJ, had that been anybody else, Cam Newton, had that been anybody else, right? They would have been just writing and talking about how awful of a person this is. He's a bad cancer to the locker room. This is why they can't win, blah, 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 blah. And maybe had they lost, we probably would have heard more of that. But they just showed it up as nothing. And that's, that's the thing with media, and we're in the media. Like it or not, no, we're not the typical journalists. We're analysts. But the thing is, hey, they put their spin on how they want to put it on, right? And it's like you sit there and you look at the, the, the responses to Travis Kelsey, and everybody, oh, it's cool. And I, I love what Boomer Esiason said. Like, he went way too far. And, and then they didn't even want to deal with that. They didn't even give him the room to really expound on that. So... I'd love to hear what you think. I mean, because today, Travis Kelsey on this podcast admitted that he went way over the top. He went way too far. Andy Reid saying, hey, I love Tra- uh, Travis. It's who he is. I love his emotion, his passion. But I'm pretty sure he didn't like what he did. Although he, he chalked it up. Yeah, I, I, I think part of it, if I had to guess would be that Andy Reid came out and spoke in, you know, his defense on his behalf, just saying that, you know, you know, Travis is a competitor, you know, loves the game. And I'm just saying these things. That's not exactly what he said, but basically spoke highly of them in their relationship and said, look, man, like, you know, he, he wanted badly to be back on the field. He thought that he could make a difference, help the team out. Cause remember at the time they really were struggling. And you and I both know as former players, you know, when you're on that field, emotions run high, adrenaline's running high. I mean, you used to always tell me, you know, when I was younger, you got to flip a switch. You got to you got to be a different person out there because, you know, off the field, I'm nice, respectful and all that good stuff. But on the field, I mean, you got it's, you're going to war. And sometimes you get kind of caught up in that. I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you. I mean, like when I would be playing here, I mean, people probably they heard half the crap that was coming out my mouth on the field. They probably wouldn't even think I'm a Christian. But, <laughs> you know. As part of it. Now, did he cross the line? Yeah, I think he crossed the line by, you know, getting physical. I mean, I was curious if they'd even find him or something for that, but I don't think he'll go that far. But to be fair, I saw a lot of, you know, fans and people online that were very critical of that and, and were holding him accountable of that. They were very displeased uh, with that scene from what they saw. Uh, I, and I know you're probably referring to the media. They're not really crushing him, but I think it also goes – you know, to say, I mean, your, your reputation and the people's perspective about you has influence, right? You mentioned OBJ. He kind of has a reputation for kind of being a prima donna guy that can kind of be dramatic, cause issues, throwing, you know, 
throwing tantrums on the sideline. I'm not making fun of the guy or trying to down talk him. I'm just saying that's kind of the reputation he has. So you're right. If if it was somebody like him, there would be a lot of negative press. I mean, Antonio Brown, same thing, right? Um, so that's part of it. I'm not going to be the guy who's going to pull the race card here because I've seen that being pulled. I think it's more so just reputation. I could be wrong. People probably disagree with me. Some agree. I don't care. But I think it's more so, like I said, I saw people a lot of, there was a lot of backlash. I criticized him. I was like, man, that's way too far. And he's just doing too much. Uh, but to be fair, he's been acting kind of, in, in my opinion, he's just been kind of weird this past season. I don't know if it's like the press or what, but I just feel like lately he's just been kind of on one. He's just adding a little too much. And like, even like at first, like a couple years ago, like the, the after the game or the, the celebration thing, he kind of sounds like he's doing a WWE promo. It's funny at first, but now it's getting kind of like cringy and, you know, it's interesting kind of is his voice is kind of he's, he's altering because sometimes he kind of has got like the, the cultured accent. Now he's dating Taylor Swift. He's kind of shape shifting. I don't know. Just kind of interesting dude, to say the least. But uh, with that being said, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he did take it too far. Uh, but the good the good thing is, you know, his brother, Jason, held him accountable, told him that to his face on the podcast in a respectful way. But then uh, also, you know, Travis basically, you know, said that he, you know, he He's doing too much in that him and Andy Reid, they, they they love each other very much, so they, they've got a respect for each other, as they should, and, and that everything's good between them. So that's the biggest thing. Everything's good between them. You know, his brother held him accountable. I think he'll kind of learn from it, hopefully kind of matures. But that's kind of my take on that, though. But we're going to take a quick time out. we got people on the phone lines. We'll make sure we get back out to you. Been talking a lot about Coach Cochran. What are your thoughts on him being available? Do you see him back in Tuscaloosa? We want your thoughts uh, on that, before we do that, we're going to take a quick time out. I got to remind you about our friends over at Off Road Performance Direct, right here in Northport, Alabama, 4751 Lake Sherwood Lane. Go holler at Michael; he'll take great care of you for all your performance needs for your trucks, Jeeps, SUVs. They've got it all. They've got a large selection of wheels, tires, lift kits, all that good stuff. They'll get you right. I got my new Tundra that they took great care of. Got my my lift kit on there, my new wheels, and it's looking amazing and drives. Uh, better than ever. And if you ever have anything come up, man, he'll take great care of you. So go contact Michael at Off-Road Performance Direct. Again, that's 4751 Lake Sherwood Lane, 205-310-1823 is the number. Again, that's Off-Road Performance Direct. We'll take a quick time out. Head back to the phone lines when we come back. You're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Or visit meswins.com. I've got this. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I was up in New York. And welcome back into this Wednesday edition of the Miller's Edge, Valentine's Day edition. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody out there. You listen to the Miller's right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Again, we are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. You know the drill. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, or back pain, head on over to the Good Feet Store and make sure you get fitted for some premium art supports. Try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose. Again, that's Good Feet in Midtown Village or go to goodfeet.com to find the nearest location to you. Again, that's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. Um, word, word, word. Yeah, hey, well, could y'all hear me at the break? Uh, I'll be honest with you. You kind of 
uh, we lost you for a little while, but now we got you. So that's all that matters. Go I ahead. had to re-reset my um, I was talking to you. Actually, I was doing the comeback, and you were talking over me. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't think he can hear me. Oh, my bad. Yeah, no, we couldn't hear you. Yeah. It was but I was, I was just singing uh, Darius' song, Sweet Tea. Oh. I was up in New York City just the other week. You should have seen the waitress' face when I ordered Sweet Tea. She acted like I did something wrong, and then she gave me that evil eye. I said, honey, just forgive me. I'm in a southern state of mind. That's great. It was amazing. Yeah. That's great. Um, <laughs> okay. Real quick, before we go to the phone lines, talk to Pat, and you finish reciting your poems. Um, there was the, the ESPN early, way too early uh, preseason top rankings. Just wanted, mm -hmm. I, I tweeted it out there, kind of wanted people's thoughts. Uh, well, I thought you couldn't see it when I sent it to you. No, no, no. You sent me like a, 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 a maybe you sent me the in-depth article that showed the, re I, no, I, could, I couldn't read, I don't subscribe to ESPN, but. It was I, called a pre-spring rankings okay, for well, this, ESPN. This was a, a ESPN way Connelly. too early updated college football playoff. Or college you need football to see this one because class. this one's really got a great breakdown. I mean, it's pre-spring. I don't subscribe, man. I text you that, so I can't see it. So just let me let me see this. let's put this out there real quick, real quick. This one, and it said via ESPN, they had Alabama at number nine, right? Georgia mm. number one, Ohio State two, Oregon mm. number three, mm. Texas four. Which those four teams, I think that's who we had. Remember we talked about it last week. We that was kind of the realm that we had, so we're we're in agreement somewhere there. And then, but they've got Notre Dame five. Ole Miss six, mm -hmm. Missouri seven, Penn State eight, and then you've got Alabama followed by is it Utah? So uh, that's the top ten for the way too early. So Alabama nine, Utah's ten. Yeah, that's and again that's ESPN's way too early college football top twenty five. Again, it doesn't mean crap, but what it does mean though, if if this was the final season rankings that Alabama would be in the college football playoffs. So I know a lot of people aren't going to be too happy with it. I think. That's a fair assessment for all the questions that uh, that need to be answered with you know this new team, the, the losses, both coaches and players. I think it's a little personally. I probably would have Alabama around that six or seven range, like I said last week. Right now, as we stand, huh? Why? What do you mean why? I think we're a better team than Missouri. I think we're a better team than Penn State. So that would put us. at I seven. mean, normally you and are. Normally, I, normally you are. This is not the same Alabama team. I get that. I'm saying right now, I still believe that. I, I believe this football team, where we stand, is still you got crimson in that glasses range. on now. I'm, I know, and, and to be fair, I'm, yeah. maybe I do have crimson glasses yeah. on. You, let me ask you this, because I'm not going to argue Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, or Texas right now. In my opinion, right now, I think it's, it's fair to say that those teams deserve to be in front of Alabama right now, as as things stand, because just looking at a way too early projection. I think majority of people would agree with us on that. And then, but Notre Dame, though, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on Notre Dame? Notre Dame is going to be decent. I mean, you know, they, they got good but players coming five, back. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I like the top four. But but I'm just saying, I'm, I, don't, I want to stick with the Alabama thing because the, the other poll, the pre-spring one, has them at number six. So they, they, they value them a little bit higher. And that's where I had them at. So, that, so I was right. But here's my Not thing, right, which I would have said to them, Bill Connolly, what are you thinking? Because here's what I what I look at personally when I look at we don't even know at the end of the day what these rosters are going to look like, right? We we so if we judge the pre spring, and I'm just judging the pre spring as ESPN did the, in, in this article, you can check it out on the fortheadernetwork.com, right? Um, there's too many unanswered questions. I mean, you lose a lot of quality players. I mean, you lose 
a lot, and you don't have a lot returning, especially even on the offense. I think they want to. They're down the bottom third, at least, far as the percentage of players returning. Right now, I can sit here and say, "Well, you know, we've got the number one or two recruiting class." I can make that argument too, and they're going to be better than X, Y, and Z. I can make that argument, but I'm choosing to make the argument based on the uncertainty. Right? You lose Isaiah Bond. You lose, regardless of what we said about the tackle, and we knew the upside of Caden Proctor was tremendous. Yeah, he got beat like a drum, especially early on in the season, was bad. Right, but his upside is going to be tremendous. I will say here today, Caden Proctor will be a number one pick. You can mark that down. First round pick, you mean? Yeah, yeah. first round pick. No, you're good. First round. He won't be number one, but he'll be a first round pick. Thanks for, for I misspoke. Um, he's going to be that, right? You lose. I ain't worried about McLaughlin. You know, Caleb you Downs. Say is you a win big there. Caleb opinion. Downs is huge. You know, another guy. That, you lost a lot of big time two, pieces. Two corners, two two first lose, round projected yeah, they, NFL The defense uncertainty. Un, there's uncertainty everywhere on this roster pre-spring, right? And then you look at other teams may have a lot more production coming back than Alabama to date at this point. So therefore, I would say, I would say, I would still put them in the top twelve. As I said before, I still think they are that 10, 11, 12 type team. Now that could be upgraded. That could be changed based on the portal and things. But as it stands right now, I don't know enough. You got a new coordinator that, you know, and Womack who respect but don't know enough about, you know, he hasn't done it very consistently at a high, high level to where, you know, everybody's like this dude, is he's that dude? No. Alabama fans might say he's that dude. But nationally, they're not saying he's that dude across the board, right? We still got to find out who he is. You talked about the defense being different. These are things that has to be answered, right? Who's going to be the corners? We don't know. Who's going to be those two edge guys who replace Dallas Turner and, 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 and uh, Chris Braswell? We don't know. Do they have five stars? Yes, but they ain't played. We don't know. I mean, right. we don't know about anybody. I just, this is why it's no, a I mean, way too early. No, I mean, we know what's early. coming That's, back. I, you, you put, no, I'm just saying you it's put, a way too. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying about replacing production. I'm just saying this is a way too early. Look, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just feel like to me, fifth in the S, because that, that list that I read, I don't, not, I don't have your list, but the one I read would put Alabama as, as fifth in the SEC right now. I just... Personally, I, I'm, I'm not buying that. And uh, you, I mean, maybe you, like you said, maybe I have. So, who, so they got Georgia. They've got they Georgia got Texas. and Texas in front of them, followed by uh, Missouri. Ole Miss. Or, oh, excuse me, Ole Miss, then Missouri, then Alabama. I, I, personally, no, nah, I think we're better than Missouri for sure. But then, uh, to me, I'm, Missouri. I, I, I've been on Missouri. Y'all laughed at me on the show last year. I told you, Missouri's a good football team. No, they're, they're a good I football team. I have Missouri upset Georgia. As a matter of fact, we can see and say they should have beat Georgia last year. I mean, could have, would have, should have, but they didn't. Um, they're good enough you to beat Georgia. I'm just telling you. They were. But there were several teams good. They almost beat Georgia two they years ago. They should not have lost they? LSU. One two years ago. And they, they had LSU by a double digit lead and squandered that. And they should have beat LSU. And I think they ended up losing two games all year. This was a, and they yeah, are still then, a then they go in the bowl team. game. I think they hit, well, they won it, but I mean, it wasn't very impressive. I mean, it was very low scoring. Missouri's a good I team, bro. You I, go said, I said and, they're so. a good team. I said they're a good team, but I feel like we're a better team. What's wrong with saying that? But how could you say, you're just saying better because it's Alabama. 
It's not because it's Alabama. And they if still you took the A off of them and looked at this team and then you put no name on no, the that's, that's coming not back, true because you, wouldn't it, have, you wouldn't say that. I, but no, because I think I think you're focusing so much on the people that left that you're not counting the people that are coming back. You I still am. got Jalen Milrow coming back. You still I got love Jalen Milrow. Two really I love the guards. So I am curious to see how they adapt to this new system that requires them to be a lot more lateral. You know, east and west versus north and south. But still, you got your interior guys. The center from Washington, I think he's a, a nice addition. He, I think he's uh, definitely an upgrade over you know the center of the past year or two. Anybody would be able to make Lawson can't snap the ball. Uh, okay, but nonetheless, he's still an upgrade. That being said, I mean, look, I look at the wide receiver position. You got. It's a couple guys, again, that we're still trying to figure out that position, right, in tight end. You got C.J. Dupree, and um, you got a dude from Rock Hill, Camp 45. Or Did not block the transfer? Yeah, remember, he went to Texas. But you got a really good freshman mm. coming in. But, again, I'm just saying, I think there's still a lot of key pieces. The two middle linebackers are back. The whole interior D line is back. And, and my point is this. Every year at Alabama, there's always question marks. Every year, I don't know if you remember this, but there's always years, every year there's always positions where we're like, oh, we don't know how we're going to fill this void. We don't know who's going to step up. And then, well, guess what? One of the many talented players that are on this roster ends up stepping up. Now, it's going to be on the coaches to develop these guys and put them in the right position and get the right guys on the field. However, like, I know there's question marks at the corner spot, but I think those young guys can make plays and step up and be good football players. They're going to go through growing pains. That's inevitable. But I think they're still going to be better than a lot of these other players that we'll play against. With that being said, the portal also opens up in April. I know for a fact, just like Washington did, or excuse me, just like the staff did at Washington, they got your guy, Mississippi kid, running back, they went and got a couple other guys. They're going to be active in the portal. They're going to try to find some more experience and some more players in the portal. I think after spring, we'll have a better idea. But in my opinion, again, I, I, I look, I might have some bias, slight bias, but I'm not I'm not being a homer. I'm just being straight up. I still, I'm like, the list you just said had Alabama at six. So it ain't, they don't have crimson glasses on. Who, the, who, no, wait, what, no, tell me your list real quick before we go to break. Who was in front of Alabama? Or what was the I'll top say 10? when I get back. I, I, I don't want to rush it. I'll tell you what my list is. And by no, the no, way, no, no, no. The list that you were looking at, not your personal list. Oh, I, I didn't turn it off. Of now. I'll do it when we get back. We got to get the break. Quick timeout. We'll come back. And Dylan Brooks, by the way, did text me the other day. Did I tell you that? No. I asked him about Kalen LeBoer. Yeah. Why don't you get him on the show? You always tell me. Hey, nigga, I get will. You, I get him on the show. show. Get, get um, him on the show when we can ask him about But some of the things what we talk about, I don't put on there. That's between what we say. That's all I'm telling you. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports for a Thursday edition of the program. We'll have a little true false. We'll look at some roster management, the board, and how he's going to complete his staff. And then we'll also turn our attention to spring practice as we look at what Alabama faces in the upcoming jump toward A-Day. We'll have those conversations and more right here on the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports. Go. If you want to pay more, that's your business. If you want to save, that's our business. Tuscaloosa Hyundai, corner of Skyland and Hargrove. TuscaloosaHyundai.com 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon. The sky's sunny. The high today, 64. Fair tonight with a low at 39. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high at 67. Friday, clouds increase during the day. We'll have a chance of rain Friday night. The high at 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. We're coming in hot on this last segment here on the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9430 WTBC. Hope you're enjoying your Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, Chris and I, I we kind of pressed for time because we do have an app message. I want uh, Wyatt to be able to read that. And also, uh, we got uh, a call right here in Tuscaloosa we want to get. Um, but real quickly, Ohio State, though, is going to be my pick to win the national championship. I'm looking at their schedule for 2024. Cake. Uh, the only, yes, uh, they got Oregon. And um, that game is at Oregon, so that would be the big game. But where this thing is set up, it don't really matter. Those games are they're not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, be as but, good but Michigan year. lost everything. I mean, they lost every coach. I mean, I ain't even worried about the Wolverine. They're gonna win that game. So I, that, they're my pick to to win the national championship in twenty uh, twenty four. What, uh, uh, what was about to say? But what, I know the, the schedule is cake. I get what you're saying, but what about when they get to the playoffs? So they actually want to play care. somebody. They're loaded, dude. They, I mean, you see what they're No, 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 no I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, do you think when they finally face a real test, say they play a team like Georgia or somebody, you, you think they'll, nah, they'll be hit with I mean, reality? Because you're right. No, house, with their schedule, these people they should have go on the line the and spent all of this money through the transfer portal and giving these dudes money. You know, Caleb Downs, Julian Sand, and everybody else that they, they've gotten, just like Texas, because they want to win. What, 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 yeah, Ohio State, I, if I here's saw what my happened schedule being State. that easy, I would go all out this year, too. Listen, Here's what Ohio State said. We done lost to Michigan the last three years. Jim Harbaugh done came in here and cheated and videoed and did all the stuff and stole signs and won the national championship, even not coaching six of the games. Beat us three in a row. They got blings and rings. We got nothing. And some booster went in and say, whatever it costs, go get them. And Ryan Day, this is it. If you can't win with this roster, you can't win schedule. with Nick Saban gone, with Jim Harbaugh gone, and you can't win a natty, then you're done. So that's what's happening with uh, Ohio State. So they're my pick to win the national championship. Real quick, let's get to why. Why you know you got an app message. You said, excuse me, you have an app message to read. Let's see what they got to say. Yeah, Chris said, good afternoon, guys. Don't get it twisted. Coach Cochran worked for Saban and Kirby, not the other way around. And then he said, I would argue that those two would have won all their titles without Coach Cochran. Mm. That's now... Uh, now, I, ooh, that's that's loaded. Well, here, here's the thing. Like now, now they have had success without him, sure, but I'm not going to minimize his impact uh, within a program. Because I mean, I mean, I experienced it firsthand as a player here, and I'm very close with Coach Cock, and I, I know what he brings to the table in terms of impacting, you know, us as players. You know how much time we spent with them. You know him motivating us, getting us prepared to play. I mean, he was like a like a father figure to a lot of players. And when it came to game day and instilling that mindset and that more of, of mental fortitude and, and, and taking care of business and, and performing on the biggest stage, I mean, he, he was one of the most uh, critical pieces to those runs. So 
I, I can't I can't fully agree with that. I think with, obviously still would have had success. I get what you're saying. They would have had success with him, but I would or excuse me with or without him. But I'm not going to minimize or, or diminish kind of what he's done or what he provided right. to a program. Let's get to the uh, the phone lines unless you want to add anything to that. Nope, that well said. There we go. All right, Pat Tuscaloosa. What's up, Pat? Hey, good morning, afternoon, guys. Hey, hey, Pat. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes, and, and and to the pastor of pain, I agree with you a thousand percent. Uh, Corey is is his friend and seeing things a little different way, but uh, we've had something missing big time in the last five years, and uh, that I really do uh, believe it's uh yeah 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 rah rah rah. Hey, uh, go get them. You know, here's a here, here's a buck knife. Go get them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, that I really think that, uh, you know, I'd like to see him get a chance to uh, rehabilitate or whatever, whatever his issues may or may not be. Uh, I can't speak intelligently about him. I do. I've met the guy. Uh, I know he's a nice person. I know his family are nice people. And, uh, you know, I hope I, I think he's worth worth saving for Dernisher. And I think he could bring a lot to the program. In that, in that, oh, you know, we got people uh, coming down here from up north, and that's a little different story. Yes, and yes, they're getting paid a lot of money to do it, but still, that uh, bringing in one of our own uh, back into this program couldn't hurt. No, and, 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 and if he comes in and fouls up, fire his butt. Uh, you know, you hired him, you fire him. <laughs> I mean, you know, he is what it is. You know, but, uh, but you know that, uh, uh, you know, give, give the guy a chance. Hey, I mean, uh, Coach, Saban gave, Coach Saban gave a lot of people a chance. And, and uh, second chances. Uh, yeah, and like I said, Coach Stark, same similar issues. Bless his heart. And, yeah. uh, you know, so, uh, you know, uh, like I said, God is all about forgiveness, as you well know, being a, the good pastor that you are. And uh, uh, I'm for, I, I, I'm, I'm for giving the man a chance. And uh, right. I just, I, I hope that he'll say yeah. But I'm like, you, I'm going to make him say no. I'm going to make him say no. And listen, the thing is, you know, and by the way, you know, people are always want to throw rocks at glass houses, right? That's just that's just what the world is today. It's unfortunate. But, you know, uh, we all have our issues, and nobody knows that better than one Nick Saban. And he who has rehabilitated, the word that you use, a lot of coaches that have been in trouble, from Mike Loxley to, to Jeremy Pruitt to Lane Kiffin to, you know, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, he's still there. To, I mean, so you can take a shot at a guy like Scott Cochran who has already has that relationship that can spend time when Nick Saban is around with him. I mean, so to me, it's, his value is just priceless to what Kalen DeBoer is trying to do and trying to, because you got to keep some of the standard. You can't just get rid of everything that Nick Saban has built. You need some of that. And then what they have lost is that toughness and attitude and heart. And, and, and anybody being fair would say they've lost that over the last three or four years, and they need to get that back, period. Yep, yep, gotcha. Fellas, I appreciate you taking the right, call. I just, wanted, I just wanted to let you know, uh, Corey, that uh, I, I thoroughly agree with you. And uh, that, uh, this, is a, this is something we need. We and, need. And uh, hopefully they're going to make it safe. Yep, me too. Have I'm a with you, Pat. Day. God bless you, Pat. Thank you for the phone call. 
We had the end of the show, but, uh, man, it's a lot of good stuff. I know Fowler talk a lot about it, but um, those are just some thoughts and opinions out there. Keep them coming on the, uh, the Internet because we'll, we'll definitely do more of those uh, on tomorrow. Hope you have the rest of your Valentine's Day. Don't be like me. Wyatt said he don't listen to the pastor when it comes to dating. <laughs> so go get the flowers, go get the chocolates, go take it to dinner, even though you might be in line for two hours. Or you might but, be by uh, yourself next Valentine's Day. <laughs> I don't know. Well, then you got to do KJ's route. Get you about two or three pieces. That's what. (laughs) Well, all right. We got to get out here and make room for Ryan Fowler, man. It's been a fun show for Christian Miller for Wyatt. Thank you, good sir. I know, man. Your your plate is full doing the show and then producing the show. We appreciate all the great hard work that you do for us and what you do on the air as well. So thank you very kindly for all of you again. Really, been honestly. Enjoy the rest of the day. Love your wife. Love your husband. Take care of them. They're very, very important. God gave you uh, them, so make sure you cherish and respect them. He who has a wife had found favor with the Lord about us. found a good thing and had found favor with the Lord. Just remember that. Have a blessed Valentine's Day, everybody.